Hello and welcome to the DWD Podcast, a weekly look at the progress of voluntary assisted dying in Victoria. Debate on the voluntary assisted dying law begins this week in the Victorian Parliament. For those unaware, the bill has been tabled in the lower house, so it will begin there. If the vote is successful, it then moves to the upper house for further debate and a final vote. How long it will take for all of that to happen is unknown, but it could be as early as mid-November. There is plenty of media coverage happening on the issue at the moment, and we also had last week Brian Aula addressing the National Press Club. Brian is the former president of the Australian Medical Association and was the chair of the ministerial advisory panel that recommended the model for legislation. His speech to the National Press Club is a great insight into the current legislation before Parliament, uh, but he also injected a lot of emotion into his speech, showing the drive that he has had in doing his work in support of a voluntary assisted dying law. We'll have a link to Brian's Press Club address in the episode description. On Thursday, October 26th, the Victorian Law Foundation is holding an assisted dying forum to discuss what the law means for Victorians. The event is called The Law and You, Perspectives on Voluntary Assisted Dying. Julian Gardner is a panellist at the forum, so we sat down with Julian to get a legal perspective on the voluntary assisted dying debate. As a member of the ministerial advisory panel that represented the legal sector, what aspects or considerations did you look to bring into the process of developing the model for legislation? Well, just to clarify, I certainly didn't represent anyone and certainly not the legal sector. I was, however, the only lawyer on the panel of seven, and to that extent one might think that I brought a, a different perspective, which I'm sure I did. Um, as I say, I represented no one. I went there with really more of my background as an advocate, uh, and particularly as public advocate, um, and I, I really had three principles that I wanted to pursue. The first was uh, to further a compassionate society. The second was to promote human rights and particularly the right to autonomy. And the third was uh, to protect the vulnerable. And uh, so they were the principles that, that guided me rather than being a, a representative of anyone. Do you believe that the final model that the advisory panel proposed to the government achieved what you were seeking to represent? Ah, oh, yes, I, I'm fully confident of that, um, and I feel very happy with it. The, uh, the emphasis upon the voluntary nature um, and, the, and the safeguards that are there will undoubtedly um, provide protections for the vulnerable that are far more stringent than any other form of medical treatment, any other decision about medical treatment. And obviously by providing for voluntary assisted dying at all, it, it does enhance uh, autonomy because it gives people a chance to make decisions about their own bodies and their own lives. And, and I think it's a compassionate response because it, it is not just that you have to have a terminal illness, but you only qualify if you're also suffering in a way that you find intolerable. And therefore to not uh, place people in that position uh, saying, well, you really have no choice, is to give them a choice as compassionate. Absolutely. Uh, so what kinds of conversations are taking place within the legal sector about the voluntary assisted dying law? Uh, the Law Institute of Victoria, which represents solicitors, um, made a submission to the panel, which um, was, I thought, a very thoughtful and reasoned one, but didn't take a stand one way or the other. 
And, and that really, I think, uh, reflects the fact that a lot of bodies who are representative have difficulty in doing that, whether they be associations of doctors or, or, or whatever. And so I think they were, were cautious in that. But, but their submissions were very much looking at some very sensible questions around the protections that would be available. And uh, so I think that um, uh, there's certainly no opposition, but they're not coming out and, and saying one way or the other. It is important uh, for the legal sector, at least, to remain impartial. Well, uh, the Law Institute has a record of coming out and taking some pretty strong positions on human rights. But I think the nature of this debate, uh, typified by the fact that in Parliament it is a conscience vote, makes it very difficult for any organisation represented a divorce group of members to, to bind their members one way or the other. So a, a similar question to what I asked earlier. You said the Law Institute of Victoria made a submission to the Assisted Dying discussion paper and highlighted some concerns about safeguards. Did the model that was put to the Victorian government answer to those concerns? Oh, I think it answers them all. Um, I mean, I think the panel, uh, we conducted a very expensive consultation, including these forums at which we would you know, put people on tables with only five or six of them with a panel member so that people got a real chance to put their own views. And the Law Institute came to, to one of those and... Uh, I think had a couple of staff and, and the deputy uh, president was there. And um, no, I think, uh, I think their concerns are covered in, in what we recommended and which the government has accepted and put in the bill. And what are some of the key things that the legal sector needs to understand about the bill before Parliament? Look, I think it has little direct effect upon legal practitioners. It's primarily going to be concerned to medical practitioners and health practitioners. But uh, it's not uncommon for people to go to their lawyer to have a will drawn up and an enduring power of attorney and uh, more common these days for lawyers to discuss the need for an advanced directive. I think what's significant for lawyers to understand here is that from the 12th of March next year, advanced directives included in an advanced care plan will become um, binding. They will be directives. They won't just be an expression of wishes. But I think that lawyers need to take care to ensure that they advise their clients that you cannot include in an advance directive a request to access voluntary assisted dying. And so probably that's, I would have thought, one of the key things that they need to understand about this bill. Yeah, that is one of the more interesting safeguards from Dying with Dignity Victoria's point of view, as we provide to, uh, support to people to be able to complete advanced care directives. But it is important to separate them from assisted dying. Yeah, and, and look, um, it, it's an interesting debate and uh, it's one where I know um, our recommendations will disappoint some people in the community that you can't include it in an advanced directive. But I think that uh, there is a clear distinction. If, if I have an advanced directive that says uh, that if I become ill and I'm unable to make decisions for myself, I don't want a certain type of medical treatment. For example, I, I don't want any life-sustaining treatment or I don't want peg feeding. Uh, that's fairly clear because you've identified the type of treatment. Whereas if I were to say I want to access voluntary assisted dying, the point is when? What point? So I'm leaving to somebody else to make that decision. And uh, as I say, the primary safeguard in here is the emphasis upon voluntariness, which means that an individual must exercise their own autonomy. 
they must be capable of making an informed decision. For that reason, uh, it's inappropriate to, to provide for this in an advanced directive. We've attended a number of public forums where people have asked why they can't put a request into an advanced care directive. And for those people, it seems like a straightforward issue. Uh, but in case studies, it does seem to pose problems. It, it does become problematic. And I know there are many people who have a concern about getting dementia and uh, uh, you know, who say, well, when I get dementia, I'm going to have the medication sitting there so that you know, I can uh, end it when I want. Um, and those, those people with those concerns will be disappointed, but I think uh, uh, it, it is impossible to, to safeguard uh, and maintain uh, the strength of autonomy by providing it. The voluntary assisted dying issue tends to focus on the role of doctors and patients, uh, particularly when looking at safeguards and the process for requesting an assisted death. So thinking about assisted dying in a legal context, what key things do the public need to be aware of? Well, they need to be aware of, first of all, that, well, assuming the Act, the Bill, is, becomes law, uh, they need to be aware that it exists. They need to be aware that if they want to access it, they must make the request. Nobody else can make that on their behalf. The doctors aren't allowed to suggest it to them or raise it with them. They must make the request. They need to be aware that it only applies in fairly limited circumstances, circumstances in which... Uh, well, for a start, they've got to be an adult and a, and a Victorian resident, um, but also they've got to have uh, a medical condition or illness which uh, is terminal in the sense that it's likely to cause death within weeks or months, and certainly not more than 12 months. And they need to be aware that, uh, that they must have a capacity to make the decision. And also... That they, that they must be uh, suffering in a way that they find intolerable. So there are a number of preconditions before you can even get across the line to, to, to successfully access it. At the end of the month, we have the Victorian Law Foundation's Assisted Dying Forum. Uh, you're looking forward to that event? I think it's a, it's a part of Law Week. Uh, I think it's a great initiative. It's at, uh, at Deacon Edge at the uh, Federation Square. It's open to the public and... Uh, the goal is not to debate the rights and wrongs, but to make sure that the public does have the sort of correct information that it needs to have in order to uh, make up its own mind about, uh, about what is, for some people, a difficult issue. Like you say, it is a really great initiative. Hopefully not just the Victorian Law Foundation, but other legal and health organisations will take that initiative to create those public discussions. I think they, they, they should. But certainly this one, and I should mention, it's on at 6pm on Thursday the 26th of this month. Um, but this is a, uh, an important initiative as part of Law Week. Of course, uh, as a member of the Ministerial Advisory Panel, you were involved in a number of public consultations, so you're no stranger to larger discussions about assisted dying. What can people expect from the Victorian Law Foundation event? Well, um, one of the things which characterise the consultation process uh, was the extremely respectful way in which people conducted it. We, we were aware that there were people who attended the forums who were bitterly opposed and people who were advocates for it and people who were trying to make up their mind and, and all of those people were very respectful of each other's views and, and it didn't uh, degenerate into, uh, into any abuse. And so I would expect that to, uh, to be reflected also in this forum. 
Um, its primary role is not debate the rights and wrongs, but uh, just how it will operate. And so um, I'm hoping that uh, it will achieve that function of, of informing people. was Julian Gardner. As always, we thank him very much for his time and insight. The Victorian Law Foundation Voluntary Assisted Dying Forum is on Thursday the 26th of October from 6pm till 7.30 at Deacon Edge in Federation Square. It's a free event, so make sure you get along, but you do need to book. Uh, head to victorianlawfoundation.com.au for more information. We'll have a link to the event in our episode description. That's all for this episode. Join us next week where we will have a recap of this week's Parliament debate on the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.